0: We've got to develop some unconditional love and respect for ourselves so that we can truly love and respect others fully.
1: Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, This is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I am thrilled to share today's guest with you. He is amazing. Tommy Breedlove is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book Legendary. And he's also an Atlanta-based business relationship and mindset coach who is a regular featured keynote speaker. global events. Tommy started his 20-year corporate career at one of the largest financial consulting firms in the world and eventually became a member of the board of directors for one of the largest public accounting and financial firms in the Southeast United States. At the top of his career, Tommy experienced a transformational moment, inspiring him to walk away from the corporate world, which changed his life forever so he could follow his true calling. Now, Tommy serves clients and audiences everywhere by empowering them to build and live legendary lives. He guides people to discover a life of significance while building a lasting legacy. The simple tools he shares shows them how to work in their zone of brilliance, obtain financial freedom, and live with meaning and balance. The goal is to help everybody become the person they've always wanted to be. When Tommy isn't speaking or serving his clients, he enjoys traveling the world, hiking and spending quality time with his wife and two dogs. Tommy, this is (laughs) going to be a great episode. Welcome to the show.
0: Dr. Richard Daly, helping. It's so cool to be here, brother, and thank you for that amazing introduction.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So there's a there's a lot of pressure on you now to live up to all of this. So you know me, I'm <laughs> I'm a story guy. I love to know about people's big shifts and why they do what they do. So you know, we we alluded to it in the intro. Walk us through, you know, your early corporate background, and then ultimately, what was that moment that was that transformational piece for you where you walked away from it all?
0: Dr. Richard, I actually have had what I, I think I'm in evolution three of my life. So I'll start as a young man in South Atlanta. I grew up in Clayton County, which for you, that aren't from here. It's near the airport. Most people have been through Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. That's the area that I grew up in. Grew up in a good blue collar, part of town, humble beginnings. Um, And I intended to be the first person to graduate college for my family. Uh, The reason I say intended to be is um, I grew up in and around, especially inside the home, a lot of violence. Um, And some outside the home as well. And the worst thing that happens to a person who, who experiences abuse and violence, unfortunately, uh, uh, more oftentimes than not, as you probably already know, Dr. Richard, is they become what they hate and they become the violence themselves. So as 18, I was looking, I had a, quite a few scholarships to go to college. And instead of going to college, I uh, chose to commit a violent crime at 18 years old. And instead of going to college, I was looking at seven years in prison. Um, two felonies. Uh, Luckily, by the grace of God and some good luck, they were dropped to hard, hard misdemeanors. Was sentenced to two years and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. And so, um, picked myself up, dusted myself off, really cool. A mentor, my first really good male mentor appeared in my life. It was a 40 year old African American gentleman. And that's really important. And being incarcerated, uh, things are segregated among racial lines and very clicked among racial lines. And for that guy at that time to see a lot in me to step over and start mentoring me so that I wouldn't end up back there because he knew that I still had hope he saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. So dusted myself off with his guidance, uh, went and worked in a nuclear waste container factory and put in myself through community college at night. Ended up at the University of Georgia. And then I ended up at Deloitte, which is one of the largest public accounting and financial consulting firms in the world. So I went from jail to Deloitte in three years. Wow. (laughs) Transformation one. (laughs) So thus started my uh, professional career in finance, mergers and acquisitions, public accounting, financial consulting. Fast forward to 36 years old, and this is the bigger, this is just as big a transformation. I had worked the, uh, worked, I was just that guy that would outwork you, out tough you, out hustle you, cause I, I felt like I had something to prove. So there I am at 36 years old at a different firm, but big corner office, class office, fancy tie, cuff links, uh, you fancy watch, you know, on the outside, title, money, power, prestige, and on the outside, I looked like I had it all but on the inside was truly crumbling. And so when the, the money, the title, the next big check didn't fulfill me, I turned to all the other darkness in life. Um, and because it was still that little boy who just wanted to be seen, heard and loved. And I hadn't dealt with any of those wounds or my story from my past. And so I turned to darkness and I found myself at 36 years old, waking up in downtown Atlanta, looking up at the blue sky, wondering where half my clothes were and my car was, and i um, probably doing a multi-million dollar deal the week before. And I was like, well, why did I get here? And how did I get here? And so I went on this literally self-discovery journey, uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, and just said, enough is enough. I'm going to make me my full-time job. And through that process, I discovered who I was and what I stood for and where I was going. And I didn't leave the financial world, but the coolest things happened when I was no longer wearing the tough guy, important guy, cool guy, can't ask for help guy, all those BS masks that we wear in the corporate world. It felt like I was still in the locker room or on the street. When I took off all those masks and just became Tommy, um, that's when the most remarkable things happened in my career and life. Um, Just by me doubling down and investing myself for years my marriage became rock solid and the best it ever was. My network increased to 10x. My uh, friendships became better and better. The negative people out of my life started disappearing and, and more abundant, loving-minded people appeared in my life. And professionally, I went from junior partner to senior partner to equity holder, international practice leader, and eventually elected to the board of directors and an owner of the firm at 39. And here's the biggest transformation, though. When I went through all that and I finally got to the top of the game, I literally could go no further up and and financial security was going to be guaranteed for the rest of my life or as guaranteed as it can be, right? I just knew that there was something bigger for me. And during this process, all of these entrepreneurs, corporate executives, bankers, accountants, lawyers, advertising guys that just were in my network, they kept reaching out to me and saying, hey man, you didn't give up your drive or your ambition, but you seem a whole lot more happy, peaceful, content, fulfilled, and you're working a lot less than you used to, but you're a whole lot more successful. What's the drug you're taking and how do I get it? And I was like, ah, well, it's no drug, brother. It's a lot of work. And so thus began my, um, my forte into mindset, relationship, business, and money coaching for, you know, these, these ambitious driven people who are looking for more in life. And that began my career as a, and I walked away at the top of my game, which was really interesting. I had to call my wife and tell her 70% of our income is going to go away in the next four months because I'm going to chase this dream. She wasn't too thrilled about that. She was 100% supportive. And through that, though, you know, now fast forward seven years later, I'm 46 years old. I decided to, to exit at 39. I couldn't just leave. I had to sell equity and transfer, you know, do it the right way. So I ended up leaving in my, in my 40 when I was 40. So six years looking back, I, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more fulfilled. I feel like I'm living a life of service where I'm on stage or with the book that we just came out with legendary or uh, with masterminds or coaching, it's the most appealing thing I've ever done. I feel like I'm in service every day. And so that's the story of my transformations and the why. And the reason I do this is because these tools and tips that I share that were given to me by others that I now share, whether it's on stage or in community, it's, it, it, it's not, if it works, it's when it's work. And I've seen it work time and time again. And that's why it was so important for me to get this work into a book that could be massively sold so that it can touch other people's lives. And it's done super successful because of it.
1: And I definitely want to spend some time talking about your new book, Legendary. But I, I'm curious, it, it seems like things started coming together for you, at least, you know, when you were younger, when you got that mentor who was in prison. Do you still talk to that,
0: that gentleman? Is he still in your life? I don't. Um, and there's a reason why. And I don't want to go too deep down this hole. But because he was so ingrained in the system and in his community and in certain things in his life, it was very difficult for him. And he was what, what some call maybe a lifetime person who's in and out of the system. It was very And this was his and I decision together. It was very difficult for him to escape the lifestyle. And that's what he was looking out for me. And so over time we kept together, uh, we kept in touch via phone and eventually he dropped away. It wasn't really my decision. It was his. And I think he didn't want any more darkness or uh, his particular community around me. And he saw how hard I was working with working in that nuclear waste container factory to the day and put my school at night. And I really didn't have any friends at the time. I was living in, I was pretty, pretty humble at that time and didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, that lifestyle could have been very tempting for me. And uh, I think he chose to walk away. So it's, it's really a
1: beautiful story. He's still in my heart and soul in every single way. That's amazing. I, I do. Here, I heard from you something that I hear from a lot of people who have made this transition. You described your world as kind of crumbling. That, that was the word that you used, that you had the money, you had the prestige, the title on the nameplate on the door, but it just wasn't fulfilling to you. And, and so for somebody listening to this, who that resonates with, what would be some of the strategies and tips that you might give somebody to really start trying to figure out how they can find that thing that, that inspires and fires them.
0: Absolutely. And so for me, each person's situation is different. I think money is super important and it's super powerful. And the more you have and the better person you are, the more impact you can make. So I don't ever want to say money is unimportant. But in my particular situation, I just had never dealt with those insecurities, fears, and wounds from my past. And therefore, I was trying to mask the way I felt. I thought power and money would make me happy. And when it didn't, I I sought it in other ways. But I, I work with a lot of people who have found some financial success in their life, or they've found some financial confidence and balance in their life, but they're still looking up at the stars and asking, you know, why am I here? Why am I not happy? Why am I not fulfilled? And my, my answer is this, is because you haven't done the deep work to A, discover your purpose. And I think that all of us have a purpose in life during each season of our life. Our purpose can change during seasons of our lives, but we all have one to our last breath. So I think it's A, a, a matter of purpose. And I also think it's B, a matter of we'll invest in our businesses, we'll invest in our careers, we'll invest in the stock market. Heck, we'll even invest in people we don't know. But we don't spend enough time investing in ourselves. And I'm talking about not just your physical muscles, because we've got to protect the temple, right? We've got to stay healthy and we got to eat right. But I'm talking about your mental and emotional muscles too, so that we can master our mindset. So we don't let all those insecurities and fears and those voices says we're not good enough um, take over. And also, and this is a little bit out there, but it's so true, is we've got to develop some unconditional love and respect for ourselves so that we can truly love and respect others fully. And so I think so many of us, A, lack purpose, which is that higher calling and fulfillment in life, that that the why that we are here that changes throughout. But I think it's also the deep work. I think um, we've got to do just as much building those heart and mind muscles, and in some cases, spiritual muscles for some of us, that are just so key to being as strong a fortress as it can. So as life happens, it's not if it happens, it's when that we'll be a, as fortresses as we can be. And we're seeing you and I are recording this interview right now. And, you know, the world is the world is in a deep, dark place with this coronavirus. And so this is the time for people who've done that deep work, the hard work, and we do it every single day of our lives so that we can go serve our communities and our people. These are the time for people like that, that we walk into the fire and we come from a place of service. So I think it's uh, I think the answer is this, is you've got to look deep within And you've got to do the hard work emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and you've also got to discover your purpose.
1: Hey, guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. One of the things that I'm thinking about as you're saying that, and and all of that resonates very, very much so with me, is that you you mentioned that we're in this period of really global uncertainty. The the world hasn't seen anything like what we're dealing with since 1918, really. And and so, a lot of people listening to this might be saying, "You know, well, you know, that's all well and good, Tommy, but (laughs) I've got to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to get grocery. You know, like, so talk to us about." really balancing, finding that purpose during a time of tremendous distress? I
0: think when there's a time of tremendous distress, that's when we get down to the bare bones and what's important. There's a difference of going out and seeking fulfillment and happiness when the Rome is not burning. But when Rome is burning, we put out the fire. And so for people who are struggling, um, this uh, this is a time of opportunity. So here's the thing that's going to happen. And uh, here in the United States, we're not going to let people just go into financial ruin. So even if you're in the, you know, the, the hotel industry, the restaurant industry, the bar industry, the entertainment industry, or people who are losing their jobs at an exponential rate, it's not if help is coming, help is coming. It's when, and it'll be in the form of money. It'll be in the form of food. And by the way, the economy will come back. But here's the bigger key is you've got to protect and defend your fort right now. And what I would recommend you doing while we have time is now is the time to start developing certain skills, um, especially around financial conf- confidence and the blocking and tackling around all things credit card management, budgeting, cash flow. So that when it comes back, it's not if it comes back. We've got to. It's it's when this is going to come back, and we will all go back to work. When it comes back, you'll be stronger and ready, and have more tools in your toolbox. You'll understand how to manage credit cards, how to do a budget, how to do savings, potentially how to invest, how to do cash flow. And so and we can work our way back to being stronger than we were yesterday. So first of all, we have to keep hope and faith. And so I would recommend building your mind muscles and your heart muscles during that space with meditation, gratitude practices, surrounding yourself with super positive people, cutting off the news, getting your social media feed to where it's just positive plug into podcasts, plug into books. They're simple books and tools and reads. This is the time to bring new skills, to bring new learnings and to reinvent yourself while we have the time as well as rest. And so that when it comes back, because we're just not going to let our society crumble. That's just not who we are as, as people in the Western society. So surround yourself with positive people, start gaining some new tools and start investing in your heart and mind muscles so that when it comes back, Now you're ready to rock and be even better than you were when we started this crisis. So it's absolutely legit. You know, it's, it's the time to double down, protect the fort and start building some skills and gaining, you know, heart muscles, mind muscles, rest muscles, cut off the news, cut off the noise of social media, plug into yourself, gain some new skills. That's what I would say to, to the people who are truly struggling right now.
1: I think that's so so sound, and you know, we were talking a little bit before we we got on the air about uh, the news media, and yeah, that that should be the very first thing you tune out of your life right now is that. Uh, well, I, I, let's talk about building that mind muscle. You said that uh, creating the book Legendary is a is a passion that took you about three years to do, uh-huh. uh, which and now it's here, and I know that that's very exciting, and it's it's topping the bestseller lists everywhere. Talk to us about the premise of this book.
0: Yeah. I want to go back real quick and address something you just said, because I think it was oh so powerful. Um, It's hard for us right now to turn off the news, but here's the truth. Nothing's changing in a 24-hour. It's it's usually a 24-hour cycle. And here's the thing. Even if you cut it off for 48 hours, let's say something epically big happens worldwide, nation or statewide, you're going to know about it from 25 people when it happens. So, as long as you don't have that negativity and fear coming into you 24-7, you know, people are going to tell you about it anyway. So, that's why it's better to cut off the news. You're, gonna, you're not going to put your head in the sand, but you're going to know what's happening. Second thing related to that that I've done recently and that I'm asking a lot of my people to do is in our social media feeds, which we all look at, Um, you know, it's become a part of our life now is I have temporarily blocked all of the people that are spewing negativity or political division or constant fear or or blaming. I've cut them all off for 30 days. They don't know it. I don't see it. So when I look at my feeds, it's about hope. It's about inspiration. It's about how do we come together as community, how we come together as love. So I just wanted to say that real quick.
1: I'm glad Um, that you did. I'm glad that you (laughs) did.
0: Super important right now. So back to the book, Legendary. So um, it was a three year fist fight of me versus me. Um, and eventually, after about two years and nine months, it hit me one night that write the book and the playbook, a simple book of stories and simple tactics that people could put in their life that will literally make a difference within 30 days after implementing one or two strategies. It's the book that I deployed in my life and it's got very simple all the way up to a little bit bigger. And um, I'll tell you why we called it legendary. And so um, I'll come back to why we called it legendary. But it, it goes with all facets of our lives. So it takes us through the journey initially of what do we want as a society? Well, we want more financial confidence and financial freedom. We want more time in our day. We want more fulfillment and purpose in our life and significance to our life. And then it takes you through the journey of, well, how do we we start mastering our mindset, getting those internal fears and insecurities and in that voice that tells us that, how do we minimize that a little bit? How do we start developing intimate relationships with our network, our friends, our significant others, and our families? How do we be better people with our families? And how do we do all of this without giving up our ambition and drive to eventually lead a life, leave a life of significance? And so that's what the book Legendary is all about. And the reason I titled it Legendary is because in a world of constant self-promotion where look how Instagram fabulous I am or Facebook fabulous I am, and I've got it all going on here and never let them see you sweat, which we all know is not true. But if people started calling themselves legends, everyone would laugh us out of the room. <laughs> so legendary is something that's given to us by our peers, our families, and societies. And we can be epic legends, MLK, Gandhi, and so many others, or we can be horrific legends, and I don't even want to even say their names because there's a lot of them out there. Um, and so, for me, it's about leaving this world, the people around us, our families, and our communities a little bit better than we found it. Being legendary is not about the zeros in the bank account or how many records you sell or how many dunks you had. Although those people are legendary. But Legendary is, is living our life within our truth with purpose, significance, and reconquering our time and building toward financial freedom to leave this world a better place so that no one's going to read our resume when we die. And we're all going to die. I know that sounds sad, but we're all going to die. No one's going to read our resume. And no one. And we're not bringing the uh, U-Haul with us, right? And again, money's important. But people will remembered how we left this world, how we served this world, and how we made this world better. And to me, Legendary is the playbook for that.
1: There's a lot to digest there, uh, and, and I and I think the name is is phenomenal. For the reason, oh, thank you. That, you know, admitted. I've, gotten,
0: I've gotten some some pushback on it. Legendary? Do you think you're legendary? I'm like by far no, <laughs> but I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. Be legendary status, if you will. I mean, short short of you know the queen coming down to Atlanta to knight you, right? Like it's it's an aspirational goal. Like you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a certificate in the mail next Tuesday from Tommy Breedlove if you read the book. saying, congratulations, reader. You're now legendary. It's an it's an aspiration climb towards bettering yourself one day after the next. And I, and I think that's phenomenal. I love that.
0: Just being a little bit better than we were yesterday. And depending on what things we need to work on in our life, do we need to build more financial confidence or build toward financial freedom? Do we need to reconquer our time? Do we need to find purpose? Do we need to figure out what our zone of brilliance and where our God-given talents really is? Or do we need to figure out how to unconditionally love ourselves so that we can love others or plug back into our relationships to have more intimacy and conversation? So it's a holistic approach to life. It doesn't leave anything out. And it's how I coach. It's how I live my life. This is how serious I am about this work. I spend about two to two and a half hours every morning working on my physical muscles, my mental muscles, my emotional muscles and spiritual muscles so that I can go serve. I have a coach that I deploy. I have a psychologist that I have. I'm in a mastermind that I pay to be in so that I can constantly be a better human, a better man, a better leader, a better husband so that I can sharpen those tools to be the best version of me possible so that I can go serve and coach and mentor and speak to others. And so that's how serious I am about this.
1: There's a term you've used that I want to circle back to: zone of brilliance. I mm. love it. I'm excited for you to take us through that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So this uh, this is a play on words from a book that has been life changing to me. It's called uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Hey, he calls it your zone of genius. Yep. Um, it's a little bit different. This is zone of genius is more your life's work. Zone of brilliance is more your work work. Um, that's the, the difference on the play and word, but I highly recommend anyone who was wanting to level up their life in any way possible. It's one of the I actually require all of my <laughs> all of my clients not only read Legendary, but The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's just a phenomenal book. Probably giving two hundred and fifty of them away. Um, but within that, so all of us whether we believe it or not. And I'm gonna give you a tool if you don't believe it, because some of us are in different places in our lives. All of us have these God-given skills and abilities and currencies, as my friend Chris Tuff calls it, that we can use to help and serve others in our businesses and life. We all have them, even if you don't think you have God-given talents. And if you don't know what they are, go ask your five closest friends or relatives what, what your superpowers are and what do people come to you advise for. That's where to start because some of us don't like to think about positivity in ourselves, but believe me, you have God-given talents that this world needs and to go serve. And so what your zone of brilliance is is, A, it's a God-given talent and B, it's something you truly enjoy doing. And when you deploy those things into your life, into your home, into your family life, and into your business, whether you're, you're working for someone or you own your own business... That zone of brilliance literally, A, makes this world a better place. And B, because you enjoy it, it gives you a whole lot more fulfillment in life because you're using your things you enjoy and your God-given talents to go make this world or others a better place. And it's a fine line between that and purpose. Really, you use your zone of brilliance in your purpose work. The only thing that's different is, is you can use your zone of brilliance to go help something that you believe this world needs or this planet needs. And that's where purpose comes in. So they're sisters, but they're a little bit different.
1: I, I like the way that you explained it and I, and I'm grateful that you were you did bring up Gay Hendricks uh, and talk so about good. the differences. Yeah, actually for those of you if you haven't read The Big Leap, I strongly suggest it as well and we had Gay on our show episode 119 so check that out if you are big fans of Gay Hendricks. But I'm a big fan so I'm going to go listen to the show 119. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it is it is what, what you said is something that You hear some of the most successful and happy people say is that when you combine something you're passionate about, something you really love to do, and and you have a way to use that to give back and add value to others, that's really the sweet spot.
0: It's totally the sweet spot. And even in your career, say you're working for someone else is... Whether you know it or not, and there's ways to do this, there is times, especially throughout the day, and if you can get to at least one to four hours a day, I know that sounds like a lot, but let's just start with one hour. To where you're using, even if you're working for someone else, your God-given talents and abilities, whatever that might be, to make people in your office feel better or your customers or your vendors or your clients, your employees or your fellow colleagues to sit around you, if you use that for at least an hour a day, you will be so much more happier and fulfilled in life. And here's the truth. If you can combine that with your... If you can bring your purpose and zone of brilliance into your actual business or go start your own business or you know, work in a career that does that... This is cliche, but the reasons cliches are cliches is because they're true. It'll never feel like you work a day in your life. That doesn't mean the sufferings of life and business don't happen. It just means you'll be more fulfilled and happy and you'll keep going easier than if you're doing something you don't. And it doesn't matter if you're working you know, sweeping the streets or in a fast food restaurant, or you're a corporate executive, there's all ways of finding your brilliance and God-given talents to make the world a better place so that you can serve others and your customers and truly live a happy experience. And so I, I 100% believe that. And let me tell you, I have worked in all of those things. Um, And so it's just how you work it and your why and your purpose. And if you find that life will be a whole lot better for you.
1: I love that. I I, want to take a higher level just step back and ask you a question. As you were writing this book, anything surprise you? Anything that came out of that process that, that you're utilizing today that you wouldn't really have expected or wasn't on your radar? Oh, that's
0: a good question. Um, at first, I was, and this has helped me in speaking and in coaching as well, and I'm just going to be very raw and vulnerable. The, the reason the block, A, I didn't like the material in the book, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it started with the title Upon the King, and it just felt negative And I just, it just didn't feel like love and light that I wanted to put out in the world. And honestly, Dr. Richard, I was making it all about me. Um, the book was all about me and my pride, my ego, and whether or not who was going to read it, who cares. And when I made it not about me anymore when I made it about what impacted so many lives that I've seen, the work, when I made it about the work and serving, everything shifted. And I think because it took so long and I was able to get that aha moment, that one night about five months ago, make it about the work, make it about how it has changed, impacted, helped people, save people, including yourself, make it about the work, make it about the people, and it just flowed. And it was no longer about me, my ego, my pride, whether it was good work or bad work, or it had been written before, or someone had said it before. It was no longer about vanity. And that has helped me on podcasts. It's helped me on stages. It's helped me in in masterminds and in one-on-one coaching because it's no longer about me. It's about something bigger than me. And I think that really came through and it just flowed. I mean, I went from literally 2 years and 8 months and we're about to miss the deadline to, I wrote the whole thing in 3 months and so it was just, just a beautiful process
1: it, it makes me think of the oft-quoted Zig Ziglar line if you help enough people get what they want everything kind of comes through for you by default. I know I just butchered. I'm sorry, Zig. <laughs> I butchered that, but uh, he forgives but, you. I promise. Yeah. Zig's, Zig's a forgiver. He, he doesn't care <laughs> if you got it right or not. Well, the book is legendary. Available everywhere. Tommy, this has been an absolute phenomenal interview. I knew that it would be. As you know, I ask everybody who comes on the show a single question, and that is, mm. what is your biggest helping? The one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today.
0: I'm gonna say it two different ways. Are you ready to stop living your story and start living your life? If you're not happy with where your life is now, you can write the end to your story by stepping in and leaning it up. And another way to say that is it's time to participate in your own rescue. Um, I had a river rafting guide tell me that one time. We were about to go into five class five rapids and that's river speak for really difficult and really dangerous. And um, I never forget him telling us, you've got to participate in your own rescue. If you fall out of this boat, you've got to flip over. You've got to look for the rope and you've got to swim to safety if we can't get you. And I was like, God, that is so brilliant. That is a metaphor for life. And so all of us, there's no white horse or magic pill. We must participate in our own rescue. We must be the ones who choose to be better in every facet of our lives so that we can go live the life of our dreams. And I believe if you just make small investments every day, you truly can participate in your own rescue. Choose to make it. Don't wait for the world to save you. Go save yourself and step in and step up and lean into this adventure and uh, you can really truly have it all. From a, from a kid who never believed in himself to a 46-year-old old who loves each and every day and moment of his life, I promise you if I can do it, anybody can do it. So participate in your own rescue and begin living your life and not your story.
1: Well said, Tommy. Where can people connect with you online? Absolutely. Um, On Instagram, I'm at at
0: Tommy Breedlove. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn, Tommy Breedlove. Um, Please go to tommybreedlove.com forward slash gifts. And we will give you chapter three, uh, which is financial freedom. And chapter nine, which is mastering your mindset for free. We also have some cool other tools, one-pagers to help you find your purpose. One pager to help you build a personal mission statement. And my one page, how do I how do I live my life every day, my legendary life plan. And the hope that you'll go build a one pager on your own to help you find more meaning and fulfillment, happiness in life. So if you go to TommyBreedLove.com forward slash gifts, we'll give all that to you for free. And um, hope you check out Legendary. It's my life's work. I'm so super happy and proud of it. It's an easy read. It's a simple read. And I hope you'll go check that book out as well.
1: Absolutely. And for those of you at the gym or behind the wheel, we got you covered. Everything Tommy Breedlove will be linked in the show notes for this episode at dailyhelping.com as well as in the Daily Helping app available in Google Play and iTunes. Well, Tommy, as I said, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Daily Helping. It was an honor having you. Dr. Richard, you guys are the best. Thank you. Absolutely. And I want to thank each and every one of you as well who checked out this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today, do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.